a new true crime podcast from the team behind Up and Vanished. In 2016, adventurer Justin Alexander was invited on a trek by an Indian holy man. They headed to a spiritual ground in the Himalayan mountains, a place beyond civilization. The holy man returned and said nothing, but Justin was never seen again. What happened to him? Dive into our investigation in Status Untraced. Available now. Listen for free on Spotify. Today is Sunday, December 27, 2020. On this day in 1997, Irish paramilitary leader Billy Wright was murdered in prison. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of murder that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the assassination of loyalist Billy Wright during the Troubles in Ireland. Our story begins at May's Prison, just outside Belfast. Let's go back to December 27, 1997, just after breakfast. Billy Wright waited for guards to escort him to a transport van. He was scheduled to meet his girlfriend at a visiting area that morning and was really looking forward to it. At the time, he had no idea that within an hour's time, he'd be face down in a pool of his own blood. But the news wouldn't have surprised him. Plenty of people wanted him dead. The 37-year-old spent the past decade establishing himself as one of the most famous and feared domestic terrorists during the Troubles. Wright was an Ulster loyalist, a Protestant who believed that Northern Ireland should remain part of the United Kingdom. He had committed his life to fighting against primarily Catholic groups like the Irish Republican Army, who pushed for a unified Ireland. Wright was allegedly responsible for at least 20 murders, including an innocent 76-year-old woman and a woman who was seven months pregnant. A few years earlier, a newspaper had dubbed him King Rat. He didn't care for the nickname, so he had the paper's offices firebombed. Wright didn't seem to feel too guilty for the blood on his hands. As he once explained to a journalist, what do you do when you find yourself outgunned, out-resourced, out-financed, and outnumbered by your enemy? Your only weapon is to be even more ruthless than them. And he was. But today, that ruthlessness would finally catch up to him. On the other side of May's prison, three inmates loaded their pistols and prepared for the attack they'd been planning for weeks. John Kennaway, Christopher McWilliams, and John Glennon all believed in a unified country of Ireland. They'd joined the Irish National Liberation Army, or the INLA, to help in whatever way they could. Today, that meant killing their opposition, Billy Wright. May's prison may have been a maximum security facility, but the three hitmen didn't have any trouble sneaking contraband past the guards. Kennaway later called the prison's security a joke. The inmates regularly smuggled in alcohol. 
One inmate even had a puppy, so it didn't take much for them to get their hands on two pistols or slip out of their cells unnoticed. Between 9 and 10 a.m., the three men ducked out of their prison wing and made their way up to the roof. They knew they'd be able to see Billy's van as it drove past them. They crept silently across the rooftop, step by step, until... A guard spotted them and triggered the alarm. Sirens rang out across the prison complex. Every gate and door automatically slammed shut and locked. But Kenaway and his fellow hitmen weren't discouraged. In fact, everything was going exactly according to plan. When the men ambushed Wright's prisoner transport van and opened fire, the guards had nowhere to go. The gates were down and locked. They were trapped. But Wright didn't give up that easy. He may have been unarmed and outnumbered, but he tried to put up a fight. He ran at his assailants as they opened fire. It took at least six bullets to bring the paramilitary leader down. By 10 a.m. that morning, Billy Wright was dead. Up next, we'll dive into the long investigation to find out whether the government played a secret role in Wright's murder. Hi, listeners, it's Vanessa. If you haven't had a chance to check out the entertaining new podcast, Blind Dating, now's the time to binge what you've missed before catching all new episodes every Wednesday. In this Spotify original from Parcast, we're expanding the places you can meet your match with a twist you'll never see coming. Join host Tara Michelle as she introduces one hopeful single to two strangers in a voice-only call. Through a series of illuminating games and questions, the trio will will get to know one another without the distraction of appearances. But once the cameras are turned on, is personality still enough for these strangers to fall for each other? Or will they say farewell? Connect with new episodes of Blind Dating every Wednesday. You can find and follow Blind Dating free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the story. On December 27, 1997, Irish Loyalist leader Billy Wright was shot to death by fellow inmates at a maximum security prison. The man who allegedly ordered dozens of murders during the Troubles had finally met his own violent end. Wright's killers, John Kenaway, Christopher McWilliams, and John Glennon didn't even try to escape. Once they were sure that their target was dead, they surrendered. The job was done. The three men headed back into custody, but less than a year later, one of them would go free. On April 10, 1998, both Republican and Loyalist political leaders finally agreed to sign a long-awaited peace deal, now called the Good Friday Agreement. A month later in May, both Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland voted the agreement into law. It was the first time Ireland acted as a unified country in nearly a century. The 30-year period of civil unrest known as the Troubles was done. Part of the Good Friday Agreement promised early release deals for paramilitary prisoners, which meant that John Kenaway was soon back on the streets. But Billy Wright's family weren't as quick to let the murderer go. 
The timing of Wright's death was so close to the Good Friday Agreement. To his family, it didn't seem like a coincidence. Maybe there was a reason that the assassins had such an easy time getting to him. Maybe the government let it happen. The theory wasn't completely unfounded. Wright was already notorious for breaking a ceasefire agreement to kill innocent Catholics in 1996. It was a move that enraged his allies as much as his enemies. Perhaps the government worried that he might try something similar in the wake of the Good Friday agreements. Perhaps the simplest way to protect the peace deal from a loose cannon like Wright was to do away with him for good. That would explain how three men managed to smuggle guns into a maximum security prison. And so, in the mid-2000s, the British and Irish governments launched an inquiry into Wright's death. It took six years and cost tens of millions of dollars, but in September of 2010, the inquiry finally came back with a verdict. It claimed there were no signs of government collusion in the murder, but the report admitted there were plenty of serious failings at the prison that made Wright's killing possible. Wright's father, David, wasn't convinced. After he read the report, he said, It looks like collusion, it sounds like collusion, and in my mind, amounts to firm and final proof of collusion. But the investigation was closed anyway. As of now, the official stance is that there's no proof that Wright's assassins had any help that day in 1997. Conspiracy theorists will just have to wait. Perhaps years from now, a deathbed confession will reveal the entire story. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this, check out Assassinations, another Spotify original from Parcast. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by River Donahay, with writing assistance by Aaron Lan, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Listeners, there's no better time than right now to open your heart to the hit Spotify original from Parcast, Blind Dating. Every Wednesday, find out if personality alone is enough to make a love connection. Follow Blind Dating, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.